0: who did it cross the line, the show that asks what happens when a Liverpool supporter marries a Chelsea supporter. So while most couples are arguing about the new Spider-Man trailer and if Tobey Maguire will actually appear, (laughs) we're arguing about who's going to win the big title clash this weekend, Chelsea or Liverpool. I'm Rebecca and with me is my lovely if unkempt husband, Alex.
1: Do I look unkempt? Like, yeah. Fair enough. Just throwing on a band shirt, ready to go. Yeah.
0: I don't look much better, so it's absolutely fine. Um but yes, we are here, we are ready to go. It is a huge day at the time of recording tomorrow, yeah. um when Chelsea play Liverpool at the five thirty kickoff, I do believe. And we are it very well remembered. Thank <laughs> you. And we are very excited for it. Um, obviously we're also bang in the middle of transfer season. Just because of speculation and certain people being involved and stuff, we're not gonna linger on that. Yeah. So there's no point until people have signed on the dotted anyway. Exactly.
1: There's so much like he might go here, he might go there. We'll see what happens. We've got a few more days of the window, yeah. so but it's it's gone quite bonkers, anyway. Like as if the messy thing wasn't mad enough, now we've got all this going on.
0: Quite, quite. And um, Before quite. we jump
1: into the football, I have to mention something. No, it isn't CM Punk Return oh, to I'm, wrestling. All of that is start, a big deal. And I was like, "Fuck me!" Everyone knows how much I've been enjoying that, but no, celeb master chef. I feel like we have to touch on the carbonara challenge, do we not? Because oh we God. haven't spoken about that. Because I know people who watched Celeb Chef will have known that episode wound you up. I feel like they threw it didn't
0: in... Didn't wind me up. I had an aneurysm. I'm now <laughs> on, like, life seven of nine.
1: I feel like they threw in that pasta carbonara challenge specifically to annoy you, because the moment when Sue Pollard said carbonaras are always awful because they're made with cream, I was like... They've just done this, like, the the touch points, the triggers for you as a human being. Yeah,
0: because, one, I love carbonara and think it's one of the best pasta meals. And, two, it's not fucking made with
1: cream. all, all of them, apart from fucking Bez from the Happy Mondays. And you... Bez was fully like, well, don't know if it's right, but this is how I make yeah. it. And I was like, Bez, you go, you go, Glen Coco. He when... fucking knew. When lovely Duncan from Blue, who seems like quite a just a nice a lovely person, to be honest um when he went for the egg initially and then decided to put the cream in instead we reacted more I think than when we watched the football oh, because yeah. we were like no, no! <laughs> <laughs> It's like more than when one of our teams concede a goal. Not that we Apart know what that's. Not that we know
0: what that's like. eh? Oh, You're
1: but a um, sh- um, But yeah, I just thought we should mention that up top. I think I thought it would be remiss if we didn't mention the. Oh yeah, and also
0: Joe Swash, what a cunt! Not yeah. in the spirit of the master. Yeah, we're a
1: couple of episodes behind, but we've seen enough to know that Joe Swash is not. But like, a- who didn't think he grade. was an
0: absolute cockroach? Genuinely, who didn't think he was <laughs> an absolute Yeah. He is not a great man. Of anyway, all the people
1: we were gonna call out on this podcast, I feel like people weren't expecting Joe Swash to be the one, but there you go. Anybody that smiles like that, <laughs> do you know what <laughs> I mean? Let's Hard drive about... is all also. <laughs> Let's talk about nice things. Um how Vindrops well drops
0: and roses and whiskers and kittens. They're nice things.
1: How well both our teams are doing <laughs> at the moment. Should we start with Liverpool? Um, because technically
0: that's one and a half of our teams. <laughs>
1: Two games, two wins. We look pretty bloody good <laughs> so yes, far. Yes, it's almost I have to like say. you
0: have a squad and now yes. it's back when people's legs aren't falling off
1: on the reg. Yeah, it's you very pretty much chill
0: again. No, if
1: people's knees can stay on their bodies this season, like we said this on the on the last show, people have forgotten how good this squad are, yeah. and I know we've lost Ginny Wynald, when We'll talk about the midfield, but that's it really. Like and. No matter what teenagers on football Twitter might want to tell you, it is more important for Liverpool to tie down the core of their squad to long term contracts right when they're in their prime, about to hit their prime than the other in thing, fucking Mbappe or something. This
0: is the other thing, and sorry to like cut across you here, that's been skewed. I'm <laughs> that's been skewed there's been skewed with the like financial market and how footballs become mm-hmm. because people have forgotten that when you sign a new, a current player to a long-term deal, the money that then has to be invested in that yeah. has to come from a certain part. And when you see clubs like PSG or Man City, or even, you know, to a degree, Years and years ago, Chelsea mm-hmm. doing the buy, 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 and also tying people down. You just think you almost think that tying people down doesn't cost anything, and it's just mm-hmm. like one of those get out of jail free cards. But yeah. it's not.
1: Yeah, because they've also got higher wages. They've not signed a new contract. Yeah, it's, to, all that yeah. money
0: has to come from somewhere, mm-hmm. and people have forgotten because of what football has become that those costs also have to yeah. be accounted for
1: hundred percent. And yeah, to me, like, I think it's actually been quietly a really good window in the end for Liverpool because they're tying all these guys down. Henderson and Salah need to be next and it looks like they will be. Get that, that core of the team tied down, shift out the people who, you know, aren't getting as much game time. Very sad to see Jordan Shakiri go, obviously, but he wasn't getting game time. It makes sense guys like Origi need to be shipped out as well for the same reasons. Love them, legends. Obviously, Shaqiri has done loads of great stuff for this club. Like He didn't play a lot, but a lot of famous moments. Um, Basically, you won't like it, but put Jose Mourinho out of a job at Man United. (laughs) He's basically, let's face it, the reason why Solskjaer has that job at the moment. So, the whole league can thank Shaqiri (laughs) for scoring those goals in that game. And, Obviously, a massive part of the famous comeback versus Barcelona as well. He played in that. Um, so, yeah, sad to see him go. I think it's a good move for him. But
0: If I was a reader, I'd just ask the Ev if they wanted me.
1: Oh, my God. Well...
0: And just turn up at the Ev and start scoring own goals.
1: We'll talk... <laughs> in a T-Rex costume. Pickford does not want to see that man again. But, yeah, we'll probably chat quickly about Everton at the end. But... This is how mad the summer was. We forgot to even talk about Rafa Benitez going to Everton. Like, absolutely crazy. That should be, like, one of the craziest things that happened. And I don't think it even cracked the top ten of bizarre things that happened in the summer. But Liverpool, yeah, so 3-0 win over Norwich on the opening day. 2-0 win over Burnley last weekend. Um, Forwards are really at it straight away. Van Dijk and Matip. Oh, God, they're back. They are back. Sorry, I've why got... Why's your
0: hand cut <laughs> by your penis? That's you know not why. even
1: a joke. You know why. Um, They... God, we've missed them. And that's not to say that the lads who did the job didn't do a phenomenal job at the end of last season. But you can see how much they bring to the team. The fact that Virgil van Dijk has come straight back in, which I wasn't expecting him to be in the first two games... Um, it was almost making me emotional seeing him and Matip just doing the basic mm. defensive stuff so well. But the way that Van Dyke has just settled back into that rhythm and is ba- basically looks like the same centre-back he was before that injury, which is no mean feat. Have such a bad injury, have so long out. To just come back and look like you haven't missed a beat is, yeah. is crazy. Um, and, you know, from, like, the coolness, obviously the calmness in his defending which we know to the long passes which was a really is a thing we really missed that maybe a lot of um people who don't follow liverpool really closely don't realize what that adds to the team that's straight back in there and just lovely to see him shouting at all the other defenders again and telling them where to be. Like having him and Henderson on the pitch for the Burnley game was like ah yelling, <laughs> yelling at all the players again. The leadership I remember, and Henderson, another one, just came straight back in. Looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, yeah, very happy. And it would have, it would have felt wrong if Henderson hadn't been the guy leading the team back out at the yeah. field, obviously in front of fans again for the first time in ages. Obviously, we've got loads of great deputies, but it it felt like it has to be Jordan Hennison leading them out after everything he's done for this football club. So, yes, I'll stop talking for a second now, just gushing over how happy I am with our teams my team our teams. My my team's performance so far.
0: Yeah, obviously Liverpool have hit the ground running. They look very, very good, very, very competent. And the players you've got back are obviously so, so integral to that. I think people have forgotten as well that you were such a well oiled machine before Mm -hmm. all those cogs started falling off. You know, you've basic basically just gone to like a super premium repair shop and been repaired. So you're (laughs) back where you were and I think looking at you know a couple of the teams this season it is going to be another 97 pointer to win that title because i think there are i'm gonna have to say three but in my heart i mean two really kind of premium premium (laughs) teams without a huge amount of visible flaws and that's going to make a huge huge difference um obviously like i guess this this like sour point from the Burnley game was Sean Dyche and his nonsense. And I think that's just Mm. something that everybody could have done without. Um, His ridiculous comments on fouls, his ridiculous comments about how Jurgen Klopp didn't need to name players to call him out, yet has done that with Salah. In the past, when yeah. he should know that that's so heavily weighted in xenophobic yeah, connotations. Like the
1: Brexit he So Well,
0: you know, I, I feel like that just left a dead sour taste in the mouth because it just shouldn't have been that. And also, Burnley did actually play quite well for some of that game. So it didn't need to be that. It just, the narrative from him should have been if we play like we did in that first sort of 35 minutes the rest of the mm. season, we aren't coming up against people much better than Liverpool will be alright.
1: Yeah, well there's a couple of things here, because there was also Klopp's comments on it after the game, and the way pundits have seized on it, and this letting the game flow thing that refs are trying to do, it then needs to a balance Solskjaer spoke about it as well after Man United's game um, First point, Sean Dyche is a right fucking dickhead and I'm sick of the fucking English media fawning over him like Diving is bad, apparently. Physicality is good. But, oh, not when it happens to Burnley, of course. Like, him moaning about not getting a fucking penalty when um, Simicast, the <laughs> the man who looks like he's never had a good night's right. sleep in his life... Simicast, by the way, who's coming in deputised amazingly... Um, for Robbo, who, when you're talking about the super premium repair shop, appears to have ankles made of fucking steel. How he's back on the bench already, I don't Actually, know. Actually, Alex, yes, ankles made of vibranium. <laughs> it does appear that way, but yeah, old crossed ass Simacass. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> just getting a look now of horror. <laughs> In my face, the <laughs> Thomas Muller <laughs> meme is just flashing yeah, before my eyes. it's going down as a potential uh, episode title, I don't care. But yeah, he's been great and, yeah, got an assist Has entered the Robo and Trent assist competition, apparently. But yes, he shoulder barged a Burnley player, so soft, the Burnley player went down so easily, but that should result in a penalty, but not if, obviously, that happens to Mo Salah. It's just constant double standards, and it's like... Yeah, Dice just winds me, winds me up because even before the game, everyone is like, oh, he's so old school. Haha, players 1 to 11. Haha, isn't it great? He's so old school. Isn't it amazing? And it's like, that he's a prick. Like, he's a fucking prick. And I'm sick of all this fucking nonsense after games of diving is bad, but obviously when we dive, we should get penalties, blah, blah, blah. Um, The pundits... And their reaction to mainly Klopp's comments, but obviously Solskjaer talking about it as well. Um, after the game, so on match of the day, Genus Murphy, Shearer has written a column on it, and Shearer in particular should know fucking better. As I far just think that's, that's really concerned. funny
0: because I've seen a load of people
1: unsubscribe from the athletic because of that. Yeah, it's it's the athletic, you know, not We to... like
0: them last season actually, yeah, as becoming slightly not what they claimed they were.
1: This is the thing, they set themselves up and look, there's there's lots of lovely people who work for the Athletic that we really like, this isn't to do with them, but that stuff has definitely started creeping in, and it was just so, let's not analyse any of the points Klopp actually said, which were basically correct, he wasn't saying, you know, he said, and has said consistently, teams play football in different ways, that is fine, Mm -hmm. there just needs to be a consistency in how this stuff is repped, and I'm sorry, for Jermaine Genus to, and I believe Danny Murphy did this as well, of acting like they hadn't seen anything in the game. Yeah. That that why Klopp was saying this. At one point, Diego Diogo Jota, sorry, got basically German fucking suplexed off the ball, like grabbed around the waist, thrown to the floor. Sorry, did you not see that, Jermaine? And I know you've seen it now because a Liverpool fan tweeted you at the video and you laughed it off. What you haven't done there. Is done your job correctly. Well, but what well, he's not done is off,
0: watch the proper game. That's what
1: I mean. And it fucks me off because there is such a high level of punditry now. We've spoken about yeah. it from, you, during the auras, we, I think, I don't know if we said it on Mike, but we were speaking about it on social, of how high some of the standard of punditry I don't
0: think we'll have said was. it on Mike's we did podcast. Yeah, <laughs> not,
1: but on the last podcast, <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but... It's how are some of these fucking guys still getting work? Because it's like, that is such an... You've basically not watched or analysed the game and then gone, oh, I don't know what Klopp's talking about. Well, he's talking about all the fucking fouls that Burnley made. Like, Sean Dyche can come out after the game and be like, oh, we deserve decisions. When he had clearly sent his team out to leave challenges on an 18-year-old player in Harvey Elliott who was making his Premier League debut. Some of the challenges on him were a fucking disgrace and fine if they're gonna leave stuff on a young player but the the ref needs to get a handle on that that isn't a wild thing to say I, I hate Sean Dyche I hate Burnley I hope they go down I have friends who are Burnley fans and they're very nice and I'm sorry but your fucking manager is a joke. You're just looking at me like you've not seen me rant like this in
0: a while. I have, not saw you rant like this during and after the game and every day
1: since. (laughs) I think what winds me up about it is people know what Burnley do. They're a physical team, blah, blah, blah. Don't then, after the game, act like they haven't done the thing that they do. Like, they were physical and you can come out and go, that's fine, that's the way they play. But don't go the other way and be like, well, I didn't see any evidence of this. It's like, you can't have it both ways. That isn't fair. Yeah,
0: Danny Murphy appears to think that Burnley are like 2008 Barcelona. And it's like, (laughs) that's not quite where we are, chicken. (laughs) Um, but no. Obviously, I think the other talking point from your side is the midfield, and yes. you know the players who've left, the players who've come in. Cater as well is polarizing Twitter. I think if you just play in the Ginny role, you're either hated
1: or loved, it's right? Very, yeah, because you brought this up when we were chatting the other night that some people weren't rating Cater. I obviously like follow the right people on Twitter from Liverpool fans because everyone seemed pretty. Happy with his performance for the last two games, but it is interesting that, just like you say, whoever plays in the Jenny White Alden role, how A certain section of Liverpool fans still don't understand how important that role is to the way Liverpool play.
0: I... It's
1: baffling. I'm
0: on the fence with the Cater thing, actually, Mm. because also I've seen people on my timeline who, like, I really like Mm. um, not be as thrilled. Okay. So I just want to see how it pans out. My main thing about Cater was the fact that he's just, like, a broken doll and he gets injured so, so, so
1: often. He definitely has to stay fit. That's a big thing. But for me, like... He's come in and deputised pretty efficiently in the sense of that Ginny role. He's gotta stay injury free, as you say. For me, he's still not part of what. I think Klopp's main three yeah. will be Fabinho Henderson and Tiago when they're all available. Yeah. Tiago came on at the end, obviously Fabinho's had personal issues, which is why he's not um played. But I would expect that to be the three going yeah. forward, but I think we've seen kind of at least the strength in depth that even with Wijnaldum going, the fact that the Cater is there, Milne is there, Oxley, chamberlain is there. I think Ox actually was the weak link in the first game, but he did have a baby on the way, so he had other stuff on his mind, so we'll allow it. But I hope he can get back to that kind of level we saw from him in that season just before he got injured on the run to the Champions League. Finally it was phenomenal, but... I think it has shown that yes, we've lost Wijnaldum, but it's not like we don't have a lot of options in that area. And yeah, the the ultimate fact of it is someone needs to play that Wijnaldum role because that is what allows the fullbacks and the attackers to do what they do. Like Salah, Mane, Trent aren't going to be able to do what they do if someone if the midfield is not solid. So.
0: Oh, I'm not disagreeing on that. I think it's an interesting point. I don't buy for a second when people think Kate is actually better than Wijnaldum at that role. No, no. That's just not the truth.
1: No, I mean, that's that's mad, isn't it? There's Tim a reason Wijnaldum. it's called the Wijnaldum yeah. role, yeah. Isn't it, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it's. I think it's been promising anyway. But I, I wonder what he will start with against Chelsea, whether he will go for... I suppose it depends when Fabinho is ready to come back in, but I would maybe assume that both Hendo and Thiago will start that one because Thiago also offers something different that I think will combat the Chelsea midfield quite nicely. But uh, anything else on Liverpool or shall we chat about Chelsea? Trent and Mane well-rested is also a worry for the rest of the league, I would say, and it was demonstrated by that amazing team goal that we scored against Burnley the second one
0: do you know what else is a worry for the league Lukaku oh wait no it's not because he's just a fraud in Chelsea useless according to most of Twitter oh, absolute no. ridiculous well I mean, we toast. could talk
1: about Lukaku or Lukaku Lukaku, or do we want to talk about UEFA Men's Player of the Year, Georgie? No, we do not. No, we do not. <laughs> Even he was like, why have I got this award? I
0: <laughs> cannot believe he won that award, but I, I am also so here for him telling everybody, including myself, to go and fuck yourself. Had, like, he, like, my <laughs> doubt to spur me on. It's like, Georgie, if that's the case, you should be cracking this weekend, because right now I don't think good of you.
1: That was the ultimate, and I put the meme out, the Father Ted thing of when he gets the award and, it's like, and just g- has a go at every single person he hates it had that full energy no it really did he was directing that to chelsea twitter
0: that was chelsea (laughs) twitter
1: it was because it was and he did it with like a smile like and like was really happy and then afterwards the hosts were like what a nice guy It's like did you hear what he just said he was
0: was like half the joker half eh? father
1: ted (laughs) half joker half father ted sorry i did a snort on mike there i've not done that i don't think how embarrassing Okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> if it's bothered you that much as an edit button. No, and also I snort all the time, so it's really fine. <laughs> also you are a little piggy at heart, aren't you? So currently with your hand down your pants apparently. <laughs> so Could've
1: got away with that. I was just rearranging um Women I was...
0: Are not able to do that.
1: Slight, slightly sat on my testicles there.
0: Sorry. Anyway, shall we move on?
1: <laughs> oh, Robolu Lukaku, let's talk about him because he made his debut 15 minutes in and he got a goal, so he's going to fucking get about 50 goals this season, isn't he? To I no am surprise.
0: So excited for how yummy this is going to be. But yeah, I'm flabbergasted that people are just using the flat track bully narrative and saying that mm. it was the worst Arsenal ever. And Chelsea just aren't even that good.
1: I mean, we'll we'll chat about Arsenal because, fine, we can chat about Oh, Arsenal. obviously,
0: they're dreadful. Nobody's a, taking that a, away from
1: them. It's a very nice game for him to make his return, his debut, whatever you... His re-debut, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But it's not... He's been doing that for so long, particularly last season. Like, it's not... It's... Yeah,
0: he has. I I don't ever think he was a bad player. He's always been a very very good striker. Mm. But he became truly truly world class at Inter because Conte yeah. just overhauled him completely from everything to do with like his diet and his like undiagnosed dietary condition that Man United yeah, was not yeah. enough to find out about. Mm-hmm. So that's why he never looked quite right yeah. physically. To Lukaku saying Conte made him literally train with his back to goal for for days and and hours and hours and it's changed his game and changed the way he plays you
1: could see him doing that in that game like the way he was holding off the defenders and he's got i think now the brazilian original ronaldo feel of there's the goal you're not stopping me now getting to the goal and putting the ball in the net and he can do that in a number of ways and it's you know he's he's skillful. He can beat players, but he cannot. It's the strength as well, like the way he holds off. Like was it Martinelli desperately trying to hack him down? He, he was like, nope, this ball is going in the goal. Whether you like it or not,
0: genuinely reminds me of Drogba. Yes, that's the other one, yeah. has always said Drogba was his striking idol and Drogba was his hero. Mm. And the way he plays right now reminds me of prime Drogba. And I'm waiting for one of those goals that were the Drogba special against Liverpool and Barcelona, where he took a downturn and yeeted it into the net. But he now, for me, is the best striker in the world. He is completely and utterly complete. And also... His mental strength is Mm, off the fucking chart. And by the way... If I was anybody on... Because I, I know Lukaku does use like, Twitter and listen mm. to pundits and stuff. If I was anybody like that, I wouldn't be dissing him because you've seen no. what he does to people who like... You know, Jorginho's like, oh, look at my shiny trophy that can't say one for me. <laughs> Fuck you, Doubters. <laughs> Lukaku's like, look at those six goals I scored. He you you that net I broke. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Doubters. You know, remember what it was? Russia was it. Who was it in the Euros? The Racismo team wasn't Russia. Um, the super, super Hungry. racist team. Yeah, Hungary. And he absolutely decimated yeah. them.
1: He's... I am... Yeah, I'm... Sorry, I'm, I know
0: Rush are on great either. I think <laughs> that's just they were on my list of tick them down. So. I'm
1: stunned to see people thinking he's not just... So a lot of
0: your Twitter as well, Chief.
1: Uh, it might come from a certain element of being worried because, like you say, the... Ch- Like, I've seen certain Liverpool fans as well on Twitter kind of doing down Chelsea. I'm sorry, Chelsea are a threat. And I think think they're a more
0: complete team than Man City. I
1: agree. And I think the way they drag teams from side to side, we've said, like, they now have got kind of the missing link they needed in. A full-on goal scorer, just an out-and-out brilliant. Somebody to take the
0: pressure off absolutely everybody. Exactly. Also, by the way, after the Arsenal game, the narrative about Mason Mount, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, saying he's just he's carried by this Chelsea team and does nothing. It's Like, I I do not think you are watching the same game.
1: It's football Twitter to an extent, though, isn't it? It's like reactionary opinions to get like retweets, basically, and this happens. To a ludicrous degree, because yeah, how you don't look at that Chelsea team, the Chelsea squad now, and how deep it is as well, and just the way they play, because I know last season sometimes there was a possession for possession's sake kind of feel... It's because they weren't. I think we
0: had to do that last season. Yeah, I think that was something that Tucker wanted us to do because we weren't as good as he needed us to be. And if you've got the ball, not
1: much can go wrong, can it? 100%. It's a way of defending. You defend by keeping the ball. And what they lacked was the striker. And you've got that now. And you've got. As well, we were talking about Liverpool's midfield options. Chelsea have a lot of midfield options. No, you're not as good when N'Golo Kante doesn't play.
0: No, if I don't see Kante's name on Mm. that team sheet, especially in a big game, I'm panicking.
1: Yeah, and he, sadly for Liverpool, looks like he will now start that game. He came on for the last 20 minutes against Arsenal. Um, But it's not like when he doesn't play, you look shocking either. Like No, but I still solid. think
0: there's a couple of little glaring gaps.
1: That's it, like it's just... Not to
0: like a Man City level by the way.
1: Oh, well, don't worry we're going to chat about Man City's midfield because smug guy over here who, who saw his points backed up immediately. But yeah, I think, um you know, with Jorginho and Kovacic, it's not exactly a fucking bad midfield. It's an experienced midfield. I think that's the other thing you've got... Similar to Liverpool as well, the combination of the younger players who are just about to hit their peak and the experience and, you know, Azpilicueta, the man who never ages, like you shared that image. like that
0: photo from 10 years ago. It's
1: ridiculous. And it doesn't locks...
0: look like he's had the level of like Botox Ivanovic has
1: either. <laughs> Ivanovic, by Why the way. Why does
0: his face not move?
1: <laughs> Ivanovic, by the way, who we were like... That is him, isn't it? Because he looks he's quite different. He's morphing
0: into a waxwork.
1: Meanwhile, SCN, another player who looks like he hasn't aged a day. Not by a day, the way.
0: and he's still as, like, smiley and awkward as <laughs> ever. <laughs>
1: Bless him. Um, anything else on Chelsea? I suppose we could move on to the Champions League draw on the back of that. Um, Tammy Abraham going to Roma. And, by the way, like he... Already doing yeah, great, yeah. Looks
0: like he's been <laughs> there two his, assists in his, his whole life although we did do a bit of trickery and i think Mourinho was fully like you might not
1: play for a month now. <laughs> it's like that's not what we brought you in for, Come on, Tammy. Tammy. We've spoken about this. <laughs> There'll be no skill, just get the, get the ball in the net. That's all you're here for, but yeah, um had to happen, basically, didn't it? It's it's a shame. I think it, it's
0: good for him, and it's also good move for him. It definitely says everything about his character and the type of person he is that he in no way bulked at that move. He would rather go and challenge himself in Serie A mm. and see if he can win a Serie A title at a team that wasn't really tipped mm. for it than go the Arsenal.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. By the way, Serie A.
0: You'd be yeah. better off going the West Ham. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that move fell through, didn't it? Because I was I was saying last night when we were chatting, that actually looked like it'd be quite a nice move for Zuma, because he's not going to get game time at Chelsea. And I think with West Ham showing a certain level of ambition, they're playing good football, remarkably, again, under David Moyes. But I feel like we need to show David Moyes more respect, to be honest, from what he's done at West Ham. Um, yeah, strange one for it to fall through. I thought that'd be a good move. But I was going to say Serie A because of everything that's going on at Inter, everything that's going on on Juve, really fascinating title race that Roma could actually be a big part of this season. Do you know what
0: I find really funny as well? It's that thing that everybody always says, who was it? It was Eto, I think, that said it. You can't compare Mourinho and Guardiola because one (laughs) won the the Champions League with Porto and one couldn't do it with Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. And if Mourinho did manage to win Serie A with Roma, that's another one of those... Look at what you've just done there, that is ridiculous. Type management things. Whereas Pep's now just going to go after he leaves City in 23, which he's basically already said. He's going to know his country. He said he wants to win a Copa America, he wants to win a World Cup, and he wants to win So He'll pick the best team possible and go and do that.
1: He can't spend 100 billion to improve an international team, though. No,
0: but he'll go and pick the best possible team and he'll go and do that there. I mean, I I always think his link with Spain is a bit funny because he's he's so Catalonian. I, mm. Now see if he went to the Catalonian side and were like we're gonna be the I'd new love Spain, that, by the way. then I'd be like, well, all right, Pep, can come he, to the proper boys' table. Can
1: he? Pull, you can now
0: look at you Klopp in the eye.
1: Can he do double duty? Like pull double duty and do Spain and the Catalonian team.
0: I mean. The lack of Spanish and Catalonian players in the Spanish team these days (laughs) probably could. Um,
1: Something we should chat before the Champions League draw, we should preview Liverpool versus Chelsea a bit more, because I'm sure that's what people are looking forward to, our our thoughts on the back of that game. Annoying it is this early in the season, by the way, because... Feels Straight. like
0: it should be the Super Cup, eh?
1: <laughs> Which you also won. We didn't mention that you won the Super Cup as well. Um,
0: Kepa, Kepa with the Venga. Kepa coming a little on. Bebe.
1: Yeah, what a bizarre! I ending was so to the game upset at was...
0: first when Kepa came on. I was so upset because I thought, like, you cannot do this to him. Like, you, you cannot were, be like, his fault that you're we've lost. Because yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be awful for the boy. And then obviously it transpires that this was
1: always the plan. It was always... Everybody cause...
0: knew because Kepa. Was... Tuckle is so cold. He is so cold That's and just, emotionless.
1: I was just going to say, because afterwards, like the pundits like Joe Cole were like, oh, you know, he's wanted to give Kepra's moments. Like, nothing to do with that. No, he's it's not walking, statistically. He's a walking fucking computer. He's a walking <laughs> fucking spreadsheet. He was just like, percentage-wise, Kepra is better at saving penalties. That's all it was. <laughs> that was the extent of his thinking. Like, he'd just done the maths based on trends. like there we go, on he goes, and it paid off. And he's like, my stats have paid off once Can again. Can you imagine him like
0: picking like his best man for a wedding? He's like, percentage-wise, at the last speech, you got more laughs.
1: It would be, Decimal-wise. It absolutely would be, yeah. <laughs>
0: and the guy that's been friends with him for 30 years is like, what? That's... But he's like, this guy I met six months ago, decibel-wise, <laughs> my stats tell me. He yeah. is, is very, sometimes that clinicalness Helps you, I think. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. By the way, I it. think it's
1: something we've spoken about. Where I think Klopp sometimes gets the edge on a Guardiola or two shell because he can combine the stats and that stuff yeah. with the passion and the the fans. Like he knows that stuff is still a big big yeah. part, and that
0: you've got to get that combo. Like. I think Simeone is too yeah. far the other way. I think he's yeah. less so now, but
1: he's definitely adapted that. Yeah, he
0: at one point was just, especially with that certain class of players, mm. he he was just them, wasn't he? He was Emotion, one of them. And
1: we spoke about the that final, the first well, wasn't it? Lost, one. It It's the Diego Costa one. Diego Costa one. It was completely heart overhead that one. And yeah. it's that stuff. You've the best managers should have the combination of both, and that's why. I bloody love Jurgen Klopp because he fused the two together. But
0: um, well, this isn't about you, this is about me, <laughs> so...
1: Lovely Kepa, but yes, Chelsea versus Liverpool, for me, and I think for you as well, I know it's early days, but from what we've seen so far, the best two teams in the league at the moment are Liverpool and Chelsea, which is why it's fascinating that this game has come so soon but also slightly frustrating because i think if it had come maybe game six when they've really hit the ground running we'd have seen something really fascinating also really annoying that man city play arsenal this weekend Mm. because they're potentially going to catch up on one of us um right when we'd already built up that three-point lead which was really useful um do you
0: know what though like this weekend, it's not going to surprise me if either side won 2-0. And mm. what I would take from that is both sides are ridiculous. If Lukaku scores two goals, Van Dyke and Matip are still the best in the yeah, league. Yeah. If, you know... Lukaku scores no goals. Lukaku is still the best striker yeah. in the league for me. And I think that this nuance is not going to be seen and either side no. is just going to be ridiculous. <laughs> We've and...
1: spoken about fucking football players uh, yeah, you reaction.
0: Know, if we lost and Lukaku didn't score in that game, it's going to be, yep, Chelsea aren't very good. Yep, he is a fraud. But if if Van Dijk gets one goal past, put past him, it's, oh, well, he isn't actually He's that finished. good after his injury. <laughs> and it's like, no, neither of those are the case. Yeah. When two ridiculous sides meet each other somebody usually is going to win and I, I actually don't see this one being a draw the only thing I'm, I'm slightly met about is the lack of goals that both sides concede when they've got yeah. their first choice midfield and centre back pairings out um, so that'll be really interesting to me. Allison looks like he's bang, bang, bang on yeah, the form yeah. right now as well.
1: But you're right, the fact that we're probably going to see pretty much full-strength 11s, and it's like...
0: We need to borrow as hard for the day.
1: <laughs> Please, no. But yeah, the, you mentioned there, like Lukaku versus Van Dyke and Matip is the fascinating battle, basically the irresistible force versus the... Amu, the un in, unmovable immovable object. I fuck that all but people know what I'm saying.
0: They do. Um, <laughs> also, do you know what? I'm just going to find the funniest. Everybody's just talking about Lukaku, Lukaku, Lukaku and Timo Werner will be like popping God. up like a meerkat if with his
1: he winner. Fucking swoops in from the left side and gets a goal. I'm going to be Compared furious. Compare to Timo.com. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's going to be a fascinating one. We kind of alluded to this on the last podcast, that both these teams finished last season really strongly. And it looks like they've just carried that into this season. Again, something that was certainly on Liverpool's side, slightly overlooked, that we had this big amount of momentum. Chelsea, obviously, people knew because you won the Champions League. So that was there. But yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for us to watch together, shall we say, because it is kind of an early title well, it's a six
0: pointer but the it's one thing a that six
1: pointer. and that's why i'm like i agree with you in the sense of like it could go to nil either way but i could also see it being a nil nil because i know both these managers do have that in them mm. as well of not wanting to
0: i'm just very much at this stage In this season, thinking that both teams want to lay down a big boy marker because both teams have a lot to prove. Like Tuckle has really, really gone out of his way to instill this we don't play for draws because why do we need to? We're Chelsea, we're better than everybody else, and that's what got us that Champions League win. And I think that, yes, I do firmly believe that he manages games, of course, he does. But I think he's. You just listen to the players talk now and stuff, and they don't. They don't the consider that draws. That they're yeah. like, we don't even want a draw. A draw is not good enough. I,
1: th- I think as well. Like we've had it in previous seasons where we've had an early draw with Man City. That stuff counts when these tight yeah, races does. are so big and um, so close. Sorry, and I the think- thing.
0: Sorry, the thing for me as well that we we won't see now on our part, but you might see towards the end of the season is we our big players haven't had that rest. Yes. Our key players have all played in the yeah, Euros yeah. and played for quite a bit of it. Yeah. Whereas most of yours have basically had the summer yeah, off. Yeah,
1: obviously with Salah, Marnie, Trent being the and big I, ones. And I yeah. think you
0: might see that
1: towards the end of the season.
0: If you don't see it with Chelsea this season, it'll be next season. It shows because you know how Liverpool did that insane 18-month run and then then everybody's legs fell off. off. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen because you never want to see that shit happen to players, to be honest, but... Yeah, um, it's fascinating. This game, it's so fascinating. <laughs> I, I, really don't know quite know what to expect.
0: I'm really excited for it because, yeah. as everybody knows, you know, if if Chelsea can't win the title, I'd obviously want yeah. Liverpool to win it. But I am, I am very much on the train of like we really, really should be looking to win the yeah. title this season. And
1: I, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to see these teams approaching it like let's get a draw. I want to see them. No, win definitely not because that three points we've said like this is gonna be a fucking close title race this season and that could play such a huge part if you know if that ends up being a nil-nil, it could factor in at the end of the season.
0: I also don't want to have the situation, to be honest, where Man City gain ground on anybody. 100%. It's just not something that I'm here for. Again,
1: why? It's like, why did it have to be Arsenal they were playing this weekend? Like, I know,
0: if, if they could have just played West Ham.
1: I know, someone who's actually going to challenge them. We'll Brighton. Chat about... <laughs> exactly, or, yeah, Brentford. Um, We'll chat about those in a second. Champions League draw, we should come on to. Um little bit of a tasty one, isn't it? Yeah, I when you here. look at
0: when you looked at the pots, pot two especially because pot one was actually a bit not garbage, but pot one, was what <laughs> pot two harsh. should have been. Pot
1: Do you know two, what I mean? Maybe the strongest. That's you've what I mean. You in look while, at yeah. pot two and
0: you pick out quite a lot from them, and you're like, "Ah, you are traditional pot oneers." Yeah. And you look at some pot oneers, and you're like, "How have you got to this party?"
1: <laughs> like, Paul, where's your
0: fake ID Paul gone?
1: Villarreal uh, obviously get thrown in there from the Europa League win. Um... Chelsea's group, not too bad.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's too good a group either. Like, I never like playing a hipster team like a Malmo I don't like going to Zenit. Nobody likes that travel.
1: (laughs) It's the travel, isn't it? It's the travel
0: when you're also looking at a Premier League title run. Mm. Um, And then Juve is is a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. I I don't really know what to expect from them. But, you know, you usually just think Juventus are still Juventus.
1: I think, like you touched on, though, there were so many... We've seen from a lot of the groups how stacked they are. From what you could have got... I think that's not too bad when you look at like... I'm
0: disappointed we didn't get Barcelona, I was hoping for it.
1: (laughs) That's the thing, they'd actually be a weak team (laughs) this season, I think. But yeah, when you look at Liverpool and Man City's groups, for instance, it could have been a lot worse because Liverpool's group, fucking hell. Like, I knew, I knew we were going to draw Atletico Madrid. I could see it coming a mile away We couldn't get Napoli because they're not fucking in the competition this season, although I was like, we'll probably draw them somehow, some way, even despite that. But I knew if we couldn't get Napoli, we're going to get Atletico Madrid, one of the toughest teams we could possibly draw. Also Porto, who we seem to get every fucking season somehow. And then AC Milan is more of an interesting one. I believe we have a bit of history with them, Uh, I might have heard, but... Mad stat is that AC Milan have actually never played a competitive game at Anfield, which is wild. we've only ever played them in Champions League finals, which is... <laughs> a bit bonkers.
0: Mm, I think groups F and G are a bit of the joker groups, aren't they? Which is uh, annoying.
1: There's a couple of hipster ones in there for sure. Like Dortmund's group is definitely
0: No, Dortmund's group, group is hipster, but groups F and G are jokers. Villarreal, mm. Man United, Atalanta, Young Boys.
1: Will you say this? Lille, like,
0: Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg. Like, you'd play any of them, wouldn't you?
1: Well, you say this with Man United and yes, on paper, it's a nice group, but do they want to see Villarreal again after <laughs> what they did to them in the Europa League final? That's literally what why Villarreal are in pot one so yeah Man United again we'll chat a bit more about Man United and what you know what they're like at the moment because I'm d- still not d and you
0: just expect Inter and Real to go and then Bayern yeah. and maybe Barca. Yeah Barca Bayern and Barca. Still is... see that one that's the other two in a couple of them aren't that. Yeah
1: the, the really tasty one is Man City's group because We were making all the jokes, everyone was, that Man City always get easier groups and they finally got a fucking difficult group for once. I mean, a group that is perhaps a sad comment on the state of modern football and well, money in the game for it to be City, PSG and Leipzig all in the same group.
0: I actually think that the balls will have been heated, whether I'm saying I do or don't believe the draw is genuine. Um, I think the fact that they could stack up Ronaldo v Messi yeah. is something that they wouldn't miss out on. So they've done this as a just in it. The fucking up. last
1: dance kind of thing. Yeah, I, I hope know. somebody's leg like falls off and it's not messy. <laughs> yeah, um, um, Sad times for Club bruce <laughs> to be in that group. Well, you were potentially I'm not being say. funny, but
0: I-, I assume everybody outside of City, Paris, and Leipzig want bruce to top that group.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, like I'm just happy that City have got an actual challenge in a group for once. And yeah, well, I've
0: seen the fucking Carabao Cup draws are nonsense for well, them quite. again.
1: Like the fact that they didn't just get Shakhtar Donetsk again, but yeah, some really cracking groups and really interesting games coming out of that yeah event. I just
0: can't wait for it to be back. just because people keep going the defending champions the defending champions <laughs> the champions of Europe the champions of Europe and I'm like yeah motherfuckers
1: led by Jorginho the best player in Europe as we know I just
0: don't I'm just not speaking because if I speak I'm in big trouble when Jorginho wins his next award the Ballon d'Or and Kante's they like what the
1: fact <laughs> that Kante got best men's midfielder uh, but not the best fucking player award it not, no
0: they're not going to try and legitimately say Jorginho for the Ballon d'Or, are they? Because of like Italy mind. and stuff. Oh fuck
1: me! In a it's, it's the most was in two very good teams and was an important cog in the machine, but was not the best player in either of those teams. Yeah, without Kante, we
0: wouldn't have won the Champions League. Like we just genuinely wouldn't. Anyway, I'm, I I ranted about this quite a lot last <laughs> night, so let's just move on dead quick. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal, let's lol. cheer me up again.
1: <laughs> um, the first time. Uh, ever that Arsenal have opened the league season with two defeats and no goals. That surprises two me. Matches. Um, it feels. Like, it's going to be a very long season for Arsenal Football Club. I then, read that
0: they're still going to back Arteta or whatever.
1: I, that's interesting because... It's
0: I'm... yummy. <laughs> it's so yummy. I've changed so much from my opinion of Arteta. as a great he... manager. You can clearly see what he's trying to do at Arsenal. Now I'm like, I can clearly see what he's trying to do and that's get him in the Championship.
1: I tell you what, how when we revisited those predictions from la- the start I'm of last season, of it's gone downhill so rapidly because you've said, like... When we were predicting that season, we were like, oh, we can kind of see what he wants to do at Arsenal. I don't have a fucking clue what he's trying to do now.
0: I feel like on the level of Danny Murphy after what I've said (laughs) about Arteta in last year because now it's it's just... I I just don't know how against Brentford they were not prepared. Brentford haven't changed their tactics as they've come up. Brentford have played like this for a long, long time.
1: This was the thing because the Chelsea match... Chelsea are just really good. And and it's... also,
0: like, Arsenal are the perfect fodder. Yes. While I'm not playing into the nonsense of, like, the Twitter, Arsenal are the perfect fodder for a striker like Lukaku because look what Drogba look what used to do to them.
1: But I think just generally, like, Chelsea are obviously head and shoulders above them on every level at the moment. The way they stretch teams, use it every area of the pitch. You know, that is, like you say, Arsenal are almost a perfect team for Chelsea yeah. to come up against in that sense. You can see why they struggle to cope with it. The Brentford game, you're absolutely right. I know we, we joked about it on the first podcast before the game. We were like, well, if there's any team you want to play when you're coming up as Brentford, and slightly an unknown quantity in that sense of, you want to play Arsenal because Arsenal can be got at and everything else. And, and also
0: don't appear to have a scouting or research department this is anymore. The thing.
1: So there is an element of, yes, Brentford are new in the league. Yes, they're, you know, the unknown quantity in the league, unlike a Watford or a Norwich who are still very similar to the yeah, teams that played here last time, but...
0: You don't have to unlock a new level on the PlayStation to get Bremford insights, do you? You just yeet yourself down to a video recorder.
1: This is the thing, like, you're absolutely right. They're not doing anything different. The long throws in particular, like you fucking know this is what brentford do they've used it to such good effect yes they play very nice passing football as well but they've got that extra element to their game the fact that the arsenal defenders looked confused every time it happened it was like how have you not trained this? This is a key to how But grim- did I not played. say to
0: you, even if, say, a manager at Chelsea or Liverpool wouldn't have brought it up, one of the players would have put <laughs> up their hand and gone, I'm sure you're going to come to this, yeah. but I just <laughs> wanted to query what we're going to do about the long throws. Is there, like, a special plan, Gaffer? But why why do Arsenal not have anybody with a backbone in that yeah. dressing room who just sticks up their hand and goes, what the fuck are you doing?
1: But Mid-Kell. maybe... But maybe like the players aren't watching Brentford in the championship because also to be fair to the players, that's not their fucking job. That's the fucking coaches' jobs to prepare for the games in front of them. But
0: I, I get that, and I do, I do agree with that. But also, as I say, at your top top clubs players are already yeah. aware as well, well there's they... some level one player. i'm not saying everybody because somebody in every team just couldn't give a fuck and, and like oh, yeah. about watching football and that's more than fine but generally there's a player that chair is going to be used sorry out <laughs> squeaky chair to... is back Generally, there's at least a player in most teams who's who's actually obsessed with football and watches yeah. all the games. But
1: if that comes to like a wider thing of the complete lack of leadership, you would say, then there's experienced players there, but they don't look like they have leaders on the pitch. Like when you look at Liverpool, Chelsea and Man City as well, you can clearly see they've yeah. got leaders on the pitch who are the manager's voice on the pitch.
0: Even United...
1: Yeah, United. I mean, as well. the voices
0: like... are garbage, but there is there are leaders. <laughs> but yeah, you in that can't
1: team. say that people like Harry Maguire aren't leaders. What whatever you might think of their defending ability, even or Harry for... Maguire, <laughs> even for like England, you could see him, Jordan Henderson. You know, they are players who are very vocal. And no, are... I
0: didn't see Gareth mm. of Kane.
1: Yes, well, we'll didn't chat.
0: see him on the opening day. Either.
1: Really? Because <laughs> really? Sky only mentioned it. Five thousand fucking times, I think. Um, to wrap up on our up on Arsenal, um, yeah, they don't look good. The the team he put out against Chelsea as well was bizarre. It looked like a, an academy side in places. I know, it I'm so excited. Odd. They
0: just look doomed, and it's so it's... fucking. I mean, the most Arsenal thing of all would be the only win they'll get all season is against Manchester City. <laughs>
1: I hope they do, but it was like...
0: But they'll probably... I think they might lose about 6-1. I
1: think on... And the one is looking, really gen, <laughs> And that's just because of City's midfield issues, let's be honest. But yeah, they... I do not see now clearly what Arteta's trying to do. They look so confused as a Well, team. I read
0: that they've said that um, Aubameyang could leave... Yeah. But he's just signed a new where's, five-year deal at the ridiculous money. Where's he going? Like, Well, it's not going to be Real Madrid if they're getting in Killing exactly. and Exactly. Eh?
1: Based on all the transfer talk, I've not seen much around Aubameyang. I've seen more around like... Why well, don't Al- awesome. Do you know what
0: I would do if I had a squeaky chair? I would move my glass so I didn't have to stretch every <laughs> single time. Oh, <laughs> my cue. It's
1: been a while since the squeaky chair got mentioned. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um squeaky like arsenal's um, team same not even defense yeah. squeaky and creaky but yeah arsenal i think could be in for a long season and lol basically um spurs
0: and lol
1: <laughs> yeah it won't make arsenal fans feel better though. do you know what
0: it makes me think wenger was fucking great yeah
1: <laughs> wenger who popped up at liverpool's training ground to give out some awards lovely to see him and Klopp conversing, still not used to Klopp not wearing glasses. I think I'm gonna say that every week. But as an Arsenal fan, it will be even shitter looking at Spurs and seeing them play actually quite good football. They've um I mentioned on the first the first podcast of the season we did that I think Spurs might be a little bit better than people expected. But I wasn't expecting them to hit the ground mm. running quite like this. Obviously beating Man City on the opening day was huge. Followed that up with another win over Wolves as well and Harry Kane's sticking around now by all accounts. He's done the statement. Loved, loved, loved how he tried to frame it like it's because the support I've been shown by the Spurs fans it's like Harry it's because Daniel Levy has dug his heels in and refused to sell. We all know it but fair play for trying to frame it and make yourself look like you're still a good guy I guess and not a money hungry Dickhead. But <laughs> I
0: heard, like, it's because his brother's, like, his agent also in, isn't he? I, I read that his brother was calling <laughs> Daniel Levy, basically, at one stage, begging. Do you know, it's like that meme where you call first, you're like, well, he's leaving, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then two days later, you're like... He really wants to leave. We need to come to some sort of agreement. And by day five, he's like,
1: please. <laughs> it's now just like, okay, he can stay, but can you just give him more money? By the way, his agent, who just looks like if you got Harry Kane on Wish, basically. He looks But is like... that
0: not his brother?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it is, but it looks like, <laughs> he looks so like him, but like a shitter version of him, which is basically what he is. How is that even possible? Like, it's basically what he is. But yeah, the wider point is like, Spurs have looked really good without Kane, but it's not a bad thing for Kane to come back in that side. Like, you no, know I
0: do. I make him rot on the bench.
1: God, can you imagine? Because Son looked great in that centre-forward role and he caused Man City so many issues in that first game. And I think people had forgotten that with or without Kane, there are a lot of striking well, attacking options there.
0: There was a time I said I thought Tottenham were actually better than when they don't have Harry Kane than when they yeah. do have Harry Kane because it brings more players in and they're forced to play a slightly different way. Unfortunately mm. under Mourinho they didn't appear to have an ability to play at all by the yes. end. So and I Harry think... Kane was one of the few who I think staunchly wanted Mourinho, it was, didn't yeah, he? Yeah.
1: And you know That's he... the
0: only time I've ever respected him. <laughs> but even then he was wrong.
1: He might also have seen, you know, the performances in the first couple of games he's like, well you know, they could actually We could do... push for sick things. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I said they'll finish, didn't I? But yeah, they, there's more to their squad than I think people have maybe given them credit for. Like I say, even without Kane, they've got Son, Bergwijn, Lucas Moura, who was phenomenal against Man City. Deli Ali, who looked refreshed, reinvigorated, was great against Wolves. Need um, to see
0: more from him, though, because in yeah. Mourinho's first two games, he looked refreshed and, and reinvigorated. Off. Yeah,
1: so he's got a... That goes for so many of the Spurs players. They've got to stay consistent. But yeah, there's all those guys. lacelsos there as well. The fucking fifth Beatle all they just signed in Brian Gill. Who yeah, he's got. Have you seen what Brian Gill looks like? He just looks like a fucking mod, basically. Like I have no idea what mod is, his...
0: and I am not familiar very he much like... with the Beatles. He... Well, you know I'm not. One it's time, I conf- what did I confuse them with that one time? It was another boy the band from the era. Yes, the Bee, the Bee Gees. Bee Gees.
1: Um, we'll move past that. But yeah, they've got a lot of attacking options. Um, and I think Nuno is obviously a really good manager. I think he can get a lot out of this squad whether Kane you know, he's obviously stayed now, but whether he stays long term Mm. or he doesn't. Oh,
0: Kane's phrasing was interesting, wasn't it? Because he said, I will stay for the summer. So what's he thinking in January? January.
1: You wonder, because it, you know, there's obviously a lot of transfer stuff going on, but we don't know how any of this is going to play out. I'm
0: just really glad we've not got him, to be honest. I would have been really upset. No,
1: Lukaku's what you want, also, you Lukaku's
0: got. like such a great human being as well. And he speaks like mm. 10 million languages. I seen the other day, just did an interview in French, just dead casual, just, yeah. He speaks every fucking language, and he's going to be our new pet a check in that dressing room. The Big guy time. that makes everybody else feel comfortable because he literally now speaks like Swahili <laughs> and also Star Wars <laughs> and Mandalorian. <Star> Wars. And, <laughs> he speaks, you know Star what I mean? Wars. He speaks everything. He's so fucking intelligent. It's, it's amazing
1: speaking in Star Wars. Wars. I should
0: have said Klingon, Speaking I? Speaking in know.
1: Star Wars, that could be an episode title. Um, but yeah, I still think from Man City's point of view, Harry Kane would have been their best option. But obviously, Levy, he's got a right to do that. Well, it's Kane was player. stupid.
0: He shouldn't have signed that contract exactly. for money, should he? And it? this is
1: like what comes back to all these and contracts in football. That's a wider discussion. Um, yeah, to wrap up on Spurs, like they, they've looked really good, particularly mm-hmm. in that game against City. Like I say, Nuno... He might not. He, they wanted clearly about five managers before him, but actually, I think he's a really good fit for what that squad needs and how they will, how they should kind of use the squad to play football. Because against City, the way they were winning the ball back so quickly, not letting City breathe in the midfield, mm. counter-attacking really quickly, they're set up perfectly to do that because they've got a lot of very quick attacking players and they've got midfielders who if they're fully at the races, shall we say, they can have a very solid midfield too behind that that yeah. those attackers can build on. So I, I think Spurs could be very interesting if they can maintain this.
0: Yeah, and obviously they did beat Man City. You can now just talk about Man City's midfield. I will oh, just sit back and here relax for one minute. This is my moment. You have I mean, one minute. We
1: do know, we have to caveat first that yes, Man City obviously rebound with the 5-0 win over Norwich. They're going to do that this yeah, season. Yeah, regret saying got... Norwich would do all right. <laughs> but to be it's fair, fair like, Man City still have an overwhelming amount of phenomenal attacking players, so they are gonna just run over certain teams. But yeah, didn't start the defence of their title as they would have hoped. And I was enjoying a very smug victory sip or two, watching all the midfield issues I said would be, you know, possibly be a thing for Man City this season come home to roost mm. in the very first game of the season for their AH Spurs. They that is their weak area. Yeah. And you know, they can fucking talk again and again about how they need to bring in a hundred and fifty million pounds striker, which by the way, is an issue because the that was the most expensive eleven that's ever been put out, I believe. Um, that they put out against Tottenham. And their
0: bench was like what, three hundred and fifty mil as well. And then
1: they're still after the game, people are being like, Ah, oh, they do need a striker though. It's like, why? The amount they've spent, how have they got any excuses? Like, that is on the manager and that is on the board. Like They should have planned for this. And yes, they probably do need a goal scorer, but Gabriel Jesus isn't a fucking joker, by the way. And they can play a number of these players as a false nine if they want to. This,
0: again, is a flaw of Pep's management. If he doesn't, like see whatever in a player he just stops developing them mm. gabriel jesus's development has stalled it's completely stopped yeah. he looks a different player for brazil because obviously the coaching he's getting over mm. there and the yeah. way they're setting and up around his strengths yeah and people like bobby actually help him and stuff yeah. but you know like the way man city have just basically left him to rot is mm. absolutely abysmal
1: yeah no it is and it's they have this overwhelming amount of attacking options. So I'm sorry, that doesn't quite fly for me. And then I know they left for that game quite a few big hitters on the bench. But again, so when at, you're
0: Man City, that shouldn't matter. Your second look their, string.
1: Look at their fucking bench. And that is, again, that is the most expensive 11 that's been... Also, can I just say,
0: I love the way that excuses after that Spurs game were made here, there, and everywhere for Man City. Oh, players aren't back all completely pretty much, but you had no squad last season and it was like, they're shit. They
1: were a one-season wonder. But it's like, you've touched on, like, Lim Liverpool had all those issues last season. Chelsea's players haven't had a rest. They've won both well, their also, games. Also,
0: last season, we had Frank Lampard for half of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come
1: on. But, you know, you've hit the ground running. Other teams have ma- managed it. You know, there's been a lot of players that have been out on international duty. So, yeah, fuck off with that one as well. But, yes, the midfield, it's a weak area. This is not... And it's great, obviously, for us as Liverpool and Chelsea fans. Man City are not this infallible. Oh, juggernaut. you can cut right through them. It's like
0: a knife on a hot camembert, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: was. It was slightly
0: more premium than a block of butter.
1: <laughs> it was lovely to see, like because Fernandinho has been phenomenal for them. Yeah, obviously he has, but he does not have. He's not the same player. He's older now. His legs aren't the same. Like. And that is a weak area. You can see him
0: when he's trying to drag people back. Exactly. Two years ago, Which, that's by the just way, not a thing.
1: the um, someone mentioned this to me. The way that Fernandinho, and he does, he's one of those that gets away with so much more. Oh, yeah. Tiago is that now as well, because you know if you book him for everything, he's going to get sent off. He gets uh, sent
0: off about three times.
1: Casemiro being a famous one, if he gets away with so much more. Tanganga, um, for Spurs did not get that same level. And it was like, he was just doing stuff that Fernandinho was also doing, but getting so many yeah. more warnings from the referee. And when Hugo Lloris got called over. For, yeah, for that. And by the way, Tanganga was phenomenal. Very good. Mourinho well. discovered him, didn't he? <laughs> Any excuse to mention. That's that McSauce Mourinho.
0: thing as well, isn't it? That's how yeah. Tanganga and McTominay both established Premier League players because of Jose Mourinho.
1: Well, there you go. Any excuse in it. But yeah, the... The midfield, like that defensive midfield position has not been spoken about anywhere near enough. And the way, like I I said with Spurs, they were winning the ball back so quickly in midfield and just countering quickly. It's exactly when Leicester beat them last season, they exploited that flaw again and again. And City just haven't fixed it. And they can bring in whichever striker they want to bring in. And I'm, you know, there's various being linked and it looks like it will be a particular one but that doesn't fix the midfield issue and I mean we'll talk about that with Man United as well because they've got quite a similar issue funnily enough but Man City obviously have a wealth of talent. What do they call that midfield
0: now? McFred or something. McFred, yeah. McFred. And I was like to you, what? Why is McFred? And you were like, oh, that's what they call the midfield. Because it's like, I can't believe we're in 2021 and McFred is starting for Man United.
1: Um, but yeah, just to finish up on Man City, um, that midfield is a weakness and I enjoyed being proved right. <laughs> so quickly, I always do. I also think, by the oh, way. Always,
0: like it happens on the red. It doesn't happen a lot. Long. So I have
1: to go on about it when it happens. Um, Fans back in the stadium, I think, is going to be quite a significant thing. And that's not doing the, oh, City have no fans thing. What I mean is, I think they benefited at times last season from being able to just knock the ball around, you know, rival supporters not getting on their back. And you could see it against Tottenham. Those fans will get on their back and put pressure on them. And obviously now I'm like... Oh, I'm going to love seeing them come to Anfield again. In, no, 100%. You know, in what, uh, start of October, I think that is. So not that far away. That's going to be delicious, I think. Um,
0: I, I agree with you 100% it's extra, on that. an
1: extra element that I don't think people have factored in. That,
0: Bet Raheem's factored it in.
1: Mm, exactly. But those kind of raucous crowds getting on top of them, they're not going to have it all their own way. And Ruben Diaz, by the way, oh, bit bit of an error on that Spurs goal, wasn't it? Um, oh, maybe he isn't quite as good as Virgil Van Dyke. Maybe you should get his name out of your fucking mouths. Talking about him in the same sentence as the best defender the Premier League has ever seen.
0: You've become like the sassiest coach <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie.
1: I've been taking fucking receipts from the Ruben oh, Diaz. Oh yeah, my stuff. my
0: receipts are currently being processed. Trust me, I've I've got screenshots of so many people's twitters, and I will <laughs> be using their usernames on this podcast.
1: <laughs> but Ruben Diaz is a great defender. But the fact that people were trying to talk about him in the same fucking breath as Van Dijk, he fucking crumpled for the Son goal. And that is something you will never see Big Verge do. He crumpled
0: like Luis Garcia after Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Just the ghost outfit falling to the floor. But yes, um, there are a couple of teams that will just... Dead quickly run through who are doing really, really well. Um, West Ham, obviously, as we've said, one of them. Uh, Brentford, actually, Brighton.
1: Yeah, so West Ham, after Monday night's game, are actually top of the league at the yeah. moment, based on the amount of goals they've scored. Um, big comeback win Gross, against... That is, <laughs> by the way. Big comeback win against Newcastle, which was a mad game. Mm-hmm. And then a massive win over Leicester on Monday, which is obviously quite a big thing, yeah. given what we think Leicester could do. Um I know Leicester had Perez sent off, which obviously was a big factor in that, but it's a real statement of intent that result 4-1 against Leicester. Like, West Ham, we spoke about earlier, like, probably need to put more respect on their name, to be honest, and they're pursuing a level of player as well in the transfer Yeah, market,
0: I'm not though. really willing to do that yet. So, I <laughs> think Brighton and Brentford are doing really well too.
1: Brighton, yeah. The thing with Brighton it's we spoke speak about it for, like, The last two seasons, we've said, they have a great team. They play really nice football, great manager. They just need to put the fucking ball in the net more and see out these games. And the first two games, that is what they've done. They've got to to hold on to Morpé as well because he is getting linked to quite a few clubs. And he's obviously a big factor in them scoring those goals. But yeah, Brighton promising because, yeah we spoke about that on the first podcast we'd like brighton to stay up because they are a really nice team we play nice football and brentford as we touched on did arsenal over fucking lovely to have them in the premier league finally we've we've wanted to see it for a while um they followed that up with a draw against palace which is a nice result as well yeah hopefully they just kind of keep that going that's how you
0: you just have to keep picking up those points, exactly. don't you? You don't want to go on a run like I think, unfortunately. Norwich are going to yeah. where it's no points, no points, no points. And by the time you look at like six games in, you're on no yeah. points. Norwich
1: have the, the they have most a horrible,
0: horrible run, in, horrible but it's start. too late. By the time you've like yeah. gone through all those games on no points, it's it's too late.
1: It's just a horrible start for them right at the beginning of the season, but you're looking at them again and thinking, do they have that guile? Whereas you look I at,
0: thought they did and I don't think they do anymore. Yeah,
1: you look at Brentford and you're like, they do have that and if they can obviously maintain that and they'll have the problem that after ten games or so teams will start yeah. to figure them out. So they've got to be ready to combat that. And they've but,
0: also probably got to be mentally ready to get battered by somebody.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like obviously they're gonna come up against you would say, the big three of Liverpool, Chelsea, City. Maybe that's a different...
0: And it's hard to pick yourself up after you've lost 6-0. Like, it genuinely is. Because then the doubts start creeping in Mm. and it's, are we actually at this level? It's like, no, you're at the Premier League level. Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool are at a different level. They're at a level that doesn't exist for everybody else. But
1: by the same token, we're saying that they might be really difficult for us to come up against if they set up the right way. And, you know, Thomas Frank is... A great manager manager. and just a great man, obviously, celebrating with that young fan after the Arsenal game was, like, very heartwarming.
0: I've seen people say it's the picture of the season already, but I thought the picture of the season was Man United fans after they dropped points in their second game. Bad
1: news, everyone. Man United's title challenge is over already. Um, They were very impressive versus Leeds, we have to say that, but Leeds gave them a hell of a lot of fucking... Concerned a little stuff, bit about right? Leeds,
0: although the way their fans have behaved of late, I'm not that bothered.
1: Well, the Leeds Man United fan stuff was um, was um not great. I don't think many sets sections. of fans covered themselves no. in glory in the um, last two weeks. Yeah, the Liverpool Not doing
0: whataboutery, but yeah. everybody was just shit.
1: Yeah, shout out to Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp for coming out and condemning yeah. the homophobic chants so much. Stop doing it, stop defending it, fuck off. Like, it's if a group of people's telling you it's homophobic, it's homophobic, get a new chant. Simple as. Man also, United. like, I'm <laughs>
0: not even being funny, but Billy Gilmore is literally not what they're even trying I to know. imply with what they think they're saying with that chant.
1: I just really, really hope that that section of fans don't, because obviously the Chelsea game is yeah, this yeah. weekend. I don't want to see it rear its head again. I just want it to go away. Um yeah, I've seen, like, a lot of Liverpool's fans saying like, and it's true, we cannot condemn other fans for chanting stuff, which we do and we've spoken about it, like certain chants about Liverpool and about, you know, Hillsborough are not okay, but you cannot condemn that and then do offensive chants yourself. Like we have to like, every football group of fans has to be better. And Simple I think if, that. if
0: you see anybody chanting it or saying it, you just report them. Exactly, just them.
1: exactly. We just, yeah. We need to be better, but yeah, Man United...
0: Also need to be better.
1: (laughs) Just need to be better on the pitch, yeah. But with the Leeds game, so I was saying, they obviously played really well. Pogba and Fernandez looked phenomenal. Like, Pogba getting, what, four assists in that game, which I think was more than he got in the entire of last season. He looked like he was bringing that form from France into the season. But the problem is... That's all well and good because Pogba and Fernandes are phenomenal footballers. You can do that when you get space to operate in because Leeds just weren't good enough in that game. It's what you do when you play a Southampton who don't let you do that and they're going to be solid and they're not going to just let you have it all your own way. They're going to drop into a low block and this is time and time
0: again is you rely on your manager to understand how you defeat a low block. Or you realise your manager can't and you give Alex Scott a call because she (laughs) seems to know quite a lot about the low block. She bloody
1: loves talking about the low block and she'll tell you every way to get past it, yeah. But she probably won't tell Man United because she's an Arsenal fan so she doesn't want to tell them. Yeah, it's that thing that we've spoken about again and again. We spoke about it last season. That is where Man United and Solskjaer... Constantly come unstuck and based on this evidence they haven't learned any lessons.
0: <laughs>
1: this was I
0: don't need lunch now, I just <laughs> need some yummy food.
1: But we said like Solsha is the weak link here. They can sign Varan, which is a phenomenal sign, and they can sign Sancho. It helps if you actually put him on the fucking pitch, Ollie. Yeah, way. I
0: noticed by the way, Pep. Grealish new signing, straight in basically. Yeah. Us Lukaku new signing, straight in. Yeah, you could
1: argue with like Van Dijk and yeah. us. He was straight back, in. Back in. He goes because
0: every manager with half a brain knows you just can't drop points yeah. this season. And then exactly. you know, like, you fucking can't... Ollie's like, chill, my man, Jordan. Yes, yeah.
1: Sancho on the bench. Jaden,
0: sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, why? Why is fucking Donny Van Der Beek not getting a game? I I just
0: think that's one of the greatest mysteries of our time after where is Maddie McCann. It's (laughs) what has happened with Donny Van Der Beek. I
1: fucking love Donny Van Der Beek as well. And, like, obviously I want him to leave Man United because, you know, I like him as a player. But it's just bizarre. It's bizarre that he's not getting games. It's bizarre that they're starting games. You know, we spoke about McFred, which is all well and good. But starting with... Matic in that midfield against Southampton like Matic has been a phenomenal footballer but it's fucking 2021 no now. Ma-
0: Matic capped at
1: 2001 <laughs> that's that's how the date Just said isn't it you know what I
0: mean like he's a decade past his best The ball like give him a rest
1: when they have so many midfield options and you're throwing in Nemanja his, Matic
0: his legs must be almost super super blue at this point like come on but, yeah, I, I'm I'm your media at Man United. I just think we'll see same old, same old. And then the yeah. other one that we just wanted to dead quickly touch on was Rafa and the Ev
1: The ever are, do, are doing all right. We just thought... yeah They'll still be the Ev. Yeah, we just thought we should quickly mention this at the end because, like we say, we, we just didn't talk about the fact that fucking Rafa Benitez has gone to Everton, um, which is obviously not something... We ever really thought we'd ever see. No, seen. I didn't. And <laughs> fans aren't happy about it, are they? But like, I
0: think he was always waiting to come back to Liverpool and, and then he, he the realised now gone. it's just never going to happen because yeah. after clock we know it'll be Gerrard and, or even Linda's then yeah, Gerrard. Yeah, it's just whole... there's no... I don't think Liverpool need to look back. No,
1: that's the thing, like... It is just a case that they're building like a dynasty there now and Klopp isn't going anywhere, fingers crossed, for many, many years as well. Um, So, yeah, I know he loves the city. I I think he... He still had
0: that family base there as well. That's like why I think, you know, when Mourinho went to Tottenham, I think that played into it a lot. 100%. Stuff like that. People forget that managers have families as well and if they've had young kids when they've been at a club for three, four years, sometimes they just stay in that city. The kids want to stay. 100%,
1: yeah. He's got... He has such a connection to the city, and like everything he's done around Hillsborough, and as Tranmere after the F. <laughs> can you imagine if he ends up there? It when... will
0: almost certainly do better. <laughs> I would
1: love that. Um, obviously, there's an element of disappointment that, as a Liverpool fan, he's gone to Everton, but. Not as much as the disappointment is for the Everton fans with him going there. It's extremely
0: weird because he's they're still punching above their weight, manager. Really, by the the way. The
1: fucking irony of it is he's actually a really good fit for what they need to get. Like he can get out of that squad, I think, quite a lot. Like, but I mean,
0: we thought Ancelotti could as well. So I'm, I'm taking no assumptions. There is a certain
1: at a point they are just the Ev. But yeah, they're they're unbeaten now. They're at the moment
0: Rev the Rafa Ev. Nope. Wow.
1: Um, I wonder what colour his Christmas
0: tree is going to be. I'd I'd do it red
1: (laughs) just to really fuck him off. Knowing Rafferty, he'll put both on there just to like, because he's so like, I just love, I just love Liverpool. I just want everyone to get along.
0: Knowing Rafferty just decorated like a tree should be decorated (laughs) in fucking red and green like normal people.
1: Um, But yeah, Everton, yeah, won their first league game, drew the second against Leeds, uh, won their EFL Cup game as well. You know, it's just funny, really, because Everton fans are fuming about it so much, but they're actually playing quite well. So they're stuck in a real quandary <laughs> at the moment of... And
0: that's where I always like them to be. But yeah. yes, uh, I think that about wraps it up, if yeah. anything else.
1: Um No, let's look forward to Liverpool versus Chelsea this weekend, which is obviously the the did-it-cross-the-line derby. Um, No, it doesn't
0: get involved.
1: (laughs) We didn't even mention no in relation to Spurs, did we? He's obviously happy that Kane stayed and happy that Spurs are doing so well. But... Thank you very much for listening. Yes, as thank always. You very much. Um, thank you very much for your support support as always. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, and please do. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Castbox, we're on pretty much all the podcast apps, wherever you get your podcast, please do subscribe because then the podcasts automatically drop into your feed as we post them. Also leave those lovely five-star reviews if you're enjoying this season's podcast uh if you're not just don't say anything <laughs> <laughs> um, social media we're on facebook at did it cross the line we're on twitter at did it cross we're on instagram at did it cross the website is diditcrossline.com the email is contact at com if you want to get in touch that way i believe that is everything um liverpool to win tomorrow please
0: no have a <laughs> lovely weekend bye
1: on the reds on the blues bye